Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Snipers High. And Mike from Mile High shooting back by popular demand. You you so, have been hugely requested. That that makes me feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside, honestly. Um, I haven't done as much as I wanted to do, but you've seen what I've been dealing with in the last few months. Uh, it's been... I, I can't even put a word to it. Hectic is not even like the base of... Uh, of what I can explain has been going on. Well, I mean, you so, guys moved an entire warehouse, you know, around the corner. An and... Shop, warehouse, uh, second floor, showroom, all that stuff. And we only shut down for two days. The building's nice. It, yeah. the, the whole place Came looks really nice. Well. It's super high tech. Everybody who's come in there to visit us um, has been very impressed. I mean, like I think with the work that everybody's done in their own little particular sections, uh, it's, it's really coming together nicely. And, uh, I think this building can be enjoyed by everybody who comes in there, honestly. Yeah, uh, I, I dig it. Yeah. It's, it's been really cool. It's been a, it's been a hell of an experience. That's for sure. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. It, yeah. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been working my ass off and, uh, I actually quick story for you before we get started. Um, I had to counsel a young troop this morning <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I walked in. It's. It's. I usually get in, seven forty-five, seven fifty-ish, and the warehouse guys are kind of chilling out in the uh, in the break room. And I walk in at the same time as the warehouse manager because I usually have a few words with him outside, not like bad words or anything, just like, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on?" And then uh, we just kind of catch up a little bit, and then we just take a deep breath and roll in and see what's going on, and like all of the warehouse staff is standing in the lunchroom and I'm like, Oh man, I think they're about to hit the lights and fucking ambush me. And, uh, one of them's like, yeah, there's a, uh, a big mess over on this aisle over here in the warehouse. <clears throat> and I'm like, there's no possible way that it could have been one of, you know, the sales guys who did it. Cause I specifically said, if you go in the warehouse, you ask, the warehouse guys where the shit's at and you do not make a mess. If you pull something out of a bin, you put it back in the correct bin, like labeled everything out for them. So there couldn't be any confusion. So I'm like, there's no way it could have been one of my guys. So we go over there and sure enough, there's this big mess sitting in the aisle and I'm like, Hmm. And, and we're all just looking at it. So I start picking it up, put it in the box. And uh, I was like, I'm going to find out who did this. The warehouse manager is like, all right, right on. Thanks, man. So every person that I come across, hey, what time did you leave last night? Hey, what time did you leave last night? Hey, what time did you leave last night? So I finally get, and I'm like, okay, it can't possibly be this kid because I know what I said because I was fucking standing there when I said it. Don't fuck with the warehouse. So he comes in and I'm like, so tell me about, you know, XYZ product. And then he just starts grinning at me and I'm like, okay, he knows something busted. Yeah. I was like, did you do that? And it was him and, and the, one of the gunsmiths, they're both standing there and the gunsmiths like staring at me dead in the face. And I look at my sales guy and I'm like, did you do that? And he's like, well, and I said, okay, were you there when it happened? Well, I said, who did it? And the gunsmith's given, 
this dude every opportunity to throw somebody else under the bus. Right. And he's just like, yeah, I was there. And I said, okay, did you do it? He goes, yes. <laughs> I said, for real? We just had this conversation. He goes, yeah, I know. I forgot. What? And I said, well, so that you don't forget again for the next seven days at 430, you're going to go back and you're going to sweep up the warehouse for them. Nice. And you're going to start in this room that I'm standing in with that dust mop over there. Get to it. So he's like, Roger that. Got a dust mop. Does his thing. Gunsmith's still standing there staring at me. And I was like, what's up, dude? <laughs> he's like, what's up? You know, so we start bullshitting. So the day progresses. You know, nothing really comes of it. I, I let the warehouse manager know, hey, this is what's going on. This is the corrective action I took. Um, we're going to move on from this and everybody's going to be happy. And he's like, hey, thanks for doing that. It's like, no problem. So then I'm like literally on the way out tonight. And Adam walks up to me and he goes, yo, dude, I think I, uh, I think I owe you an apology. <laughs> I was like, why? He goes, that was me that fucked that up. <laughs> oh man, Adam did it. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking kid took the blame. I was like, you don't owe me an apology. You owe this kid an apology. And I said, but was he there? And he's like, yeah. I said, did he clean it up? No. I said, then he still got a fucking sweep. End of story. Like, I don't, I don't tell Adam what he needs to do. I tell my guys what they need to do. Moral of the story is I'm only going to say it once. If you're not paying attention, that's not my fault. Boom. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I just, I just like wasted our, our, our levels. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, you know what, I, I'm, I'm happy for that because like, that's a da one of my dad's style punishments. When he ran the shop and everything, he was one of those guys that used cleaning in his garage because he had 18 dudes that work for him um, as punishment. You know what I mean? He closed down at one o'clock and, and the afternoon Saturdays and made everybody sweep. But um, yeah, that, I, I'm I'm totally into that. That 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 was a that was a good. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you're gonna be like a master of custodial arts when I'm done with you. Yeah, nice, nice. Now I too have a story this time. Tell me your story. All righty. So the hide's cruising along, super busy. I I mean, the stats are through the roof. They're 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 dumb. They're beyond the the the, the one million users. It's just climbing. So it's 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 swamped. And then we have the other testing site that's being worked on. We got beta guys over there and, and people are playing around and we're doing a lot of things behind the scenes. So I get this thing from this guy, this email from a member. And he's like last week and he's like, hey, Frank, there's this Kindle book on Bigfoot. I want to get you. You've been doing so much. And, you know, all the headaches in the, in the hide. I want to get you a book for Christmas or something. Yeah, dude, my shit's about to pay off. Yeah, man. I'm like, cool, dude. Oh, yeah, here, you know, it's like my nor it's my normal email address. I'm like, here you go, dude. Have at it. So I don't think nothing of it. Right. And I'm expecting to get an Amazon Kindle book. Well, I let it go. I get this cold. I get my cold right after I left you guys Thursday. What day did I come in with you guys? I might be sick. I don't, maybe I got it at your house. I don't know. I got it somewhere. But I got sick. Yeah, because you were at my place, what, the weekend before that? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, uh, with Jimmy D. Yes. Yeah. Thursday. We took some ribs. Ribs, right. So Thursday night, 
I get um I get the chills and get sick, so I'm out. You know what I mean? I it just hit me, not really fever or nothing, but I get hit Thursday night like a light switch. Ooh, I think I saw you on Tuesday. Right. You did. Yeah. So um that's all good. I go, uh, I'm, I'm getting better. Everything's good. So yesterday I go out the door, I'm, I'm out, I shovel snow, I do all that. And I shoveled the walk. I come over and an Amazon package comes. I open it up and it's a fruitcake. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Somebody sent me a fruitcake. I'm like, whatever. Who, who sends fruitcakes anymore? I said to Kim, I'm like, is fruitcake still a thing? And right. she, it's like, I don't know. But it was a fancy fruit cake, some fancy tin New York, and it looked good in a way. I, I don't know if I'd eat it, but it, it looked good, you know, as far, as far as fruit cakes go. Um, so then, the oh wait, I can't hear you. What say that? Did you keep the tin? Yeah. Oh, I got everything. Yeah, it's still here. Yeah. Um, so then today, Amazon comes again, and I get another fruit cake. In, Uh-oh. in this one. <laughs> In this one, there's a note, and it says, Happy Thanksgiving from the Squirrel Mafia. Uh-oh. Now, let me explain to guys out there who don't know what this means. Sniper's Hide has a whole bunch, and I don't even know half of them, but Sniper's Hide has a whole bunch of secret societies on it. Little groups that have banded together and they have names for different things. And one of them is called the Squirrel Mafia. Apparently, a member had some squirrels in his yard. And he complained, there's too many squirrels in my yard. What happened then was he received 53 stuffed animals, squirrels, from the Squirrel Mafia. So apparently I am on the squirrel. Sounds like you're about to receive 53 fruitcakes. Yes. Apparently I am on the squirrel mafia radar. And you are on the fucking hit list. <laughs> and, they were, and they're sending. You've been greenlit, Frank. And they're sending me fruitcakes. <laughs> That's like, uh, I read an article not too long ago. It was from uh, like disgruntled veterans or something like that. And this, uh, a disgruntled veteran apparently got onto their website. You can order an anonymous bag of dicks for somebody and send it to their address. Yes, I knew that. And then, well, this guy did that to some lady and this lady got really mad. She found out that it came from disgruntled veterans. So she got in touch with them and started demanding, you know, people's names and everything. And he was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not giving you anything. Um, and then this dude found out about it and, you know, you guys can research this and correct me if I'm wrong on this article, but the, the dude found out about it because the guy from disgruntled veterans had put it on like social media, Facebook, something and said, yeah, this lady is getting all crazy. And she's sending me all these, these, uh, these things. Well, the guy who originally sent the bag of dicks started like a GoFundMe so that he could send her a bag of dicks for like 365 days. Nice. So that's that's who we're messing with out there, dude. You got to watch out for the uh, the squirrel mafia. All of them out there. There's a cu- I don't know all their names. There's a couple of them. Um, you know, it's it. I guess some guys because they're they're now talking to each other. Like, because some of them were like, "Hey, how did I miss this part?" Because I went on and thanked them. You know, I went into the bear pit 
And I said, hey, Squirrel Mafia, thanks for my fruitcake. And they're all giggling and laughing. I said, when they pile. Just wait. I said, when they pile high enough, I'll send you some ammunition to play with so you guys can have some fun. So as I get piles of them, I'll take pictures or something. And um, I'll post them on the hide so people can laugh too with it and enjoy the Squirrel Mafia's uh, uh, gift to the world. So okay, big shout out to the Squirrel Mafia. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that was pretty Keep funny. Job, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, uh, um, other than like, we're, we're back in like weirdo COVID restriction shit again. You got, you guys been oh, super busy dude. though, haven't you? I and mean, when I went in the other day, um, you had a steady stream of people in the new, um, in the new building there. Yeah. It hasn't stopped, man. It's like the water faucet turns on, everybody comes out of the woodwork and then we get about five minutes of just kind of hanging out. And then uh, it's back to it, you know, so every day has brought something new, you know, different personalities, different people. Uh, we got a store now that you can see from the the highway. So it just it draws in a lot of attention. It draws in a lot of people. We don't have a buzzer on the door anymore. So, you know, it's not like we can size people up. You know, we're like legit, like retail functioning store. Like, we, you know, we were before, however, we, we could be a little more. Yeah, but now you can window, sh- you can shop though too because your your showroom is huge. Um, yeah, you can actually it, go in and see things. And, it, you know, we didn't have probably like a quarter of what we actually had in the store. Like all of our stuff is online. You know, we have over like 13,000 items online, but we didn't have a place to showcase any of those items that you could see. So now we have an opportunity to do that. And people are like, oh, man, I bet you had to hire more people. And I'm like, no, dude, we, we we had like 20 plus people in that old building. Like, how the hell did you have all those people in there? They're just in the like, back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're in the back or upstairs or falling all over each other. I mean, it was, it was just as bad in the showroom as it was everywhere else. And then uh, Randy and Diane, you know, really put it together, came up with a solid plan and, you know, got us what we needed. And now I think we're, I think we're doing really well, man. Like, and if you're ordering stuff and maybe I could go over some, uh, since this is going to be a Thanksgiving day podcast, isn't it? Yeah. I'll post it tomorrow. Okay. Um, I got a kind of a preliminary, uh, glimpse of what's going on. Cause I don't think they've sent out the newsletter for black Friday stuff. No, I haven't gotten it yet. So I do have, uh, I've been working with, uh, Corey down in Texas and, uh, you know, guys around the store, Randy and Diane and Dave and everybody uh, to put together a, a good list of things uh, for Black Friday. You know, this being our kind of, uh, you know, now being our, our big store, uh, we can do some stuff and and get some guys squared away for for some gear coming up this next year. Speaking of which, what are you doing for the winter? Like I've, I've picked up a new hobby and I'll share it with you. But what are you doing for the winter? I know that you're kind of going through your kit. Yeah, I've been doing that. I mean, I'm going to probably bounce around. I, I don't I don't know. The weather, if, if the we got the snow now, but if I get break, I'm going to keep going out with that new camera and film shit. So that that's kind of one of the things. Yeah, that's right. You got that new camera. Yeah, I, I did the first video with it Um, and learning it. You know, I got it. And I, I, what I did with this video is I brought both cameras and trying to play with them and match them up because now that I have the two together, I got to match them and post and all that. So it's a little bit of trial and error to get the settings because they're not identical. And, you know, I got to learn the controls and, and learn what it likes and how long the batteries last and how the mics work. And that's the only thing I have to fix with them is I have to adjust the sound mic levels. There's a little bit of clipping and a little high on it. 
um, I got to do that. But um, yeah, I'm this camera is is like beyond next level uh, as far as the quality of what I can do with it. And is its size and form factor is that better middle ground from what the one you know that big fucking heavy one that I leave out there that tank that's sitting in the corner. Yeah, yeah, that it's it's you know it's a quarter of the weight and size of that thing, and does yeah, dude, that thing that you have now is badass. What'd you say it was like sixteen Gs or something? Well, it when it came, it's only like three four years old when it came out originally, it was sixteen grand from Canon, and this is the Mark II model, and then the Mark II came down to like twelve or thirteen and something like that. And now one of the things that's big with Canon is Canon's lenses and Canon's um, and Canon's stuff for autofocus. But I don't go that route because I had my own lenses that are manual. I have cinema lenses. And so right. I went the cinema lens route because they do make it. And some of the features don't work the same uh, as their version. So they'll, they'll discount this one a little bit. But I ended up getting it for six thousand, brand new. Uh, you know, brand new, everything in the box, warranty, no thing, because the prices have been driven down so much. Yeah. And so this Thanks, is COVID. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, a lot of COVID, and um, and this is a Mark II. This is a new gen, has all the fixes in it. Um, because they, you know, as they upgrade stuff over the years, uh, sometimes Canon would like charge you for like we're gonna do this, and you gotta buy this. But they didn't do that. It's all built in, and I ended up getting it like $10,000 less than it was just four years ago. And to me, that's just fantastic because the one they almost replaced it with that's at that $16,000 mark, there's a, there's a, there's my, mine's a Mark II, and the Mark II follows a, a, a specific kind of like um, body style. The Mark III version is actually bigger and changes body style. And it's too big again for me. So I, I kind of was happy I was able to slide into this. But then, you know, Apple and Canon don't really get along that well. So I had to install some stuff so Apple can look at it. However, Final Cut and editing, it does. It's just... Yeah, Final it, Cut is shit. Yeah, yeah. So when I go in and I can and I color correct it... I can actually do a metric shit ton. And that's kind of one of the things like with the alien video that I did. Um, I can do a lot of that kind of stuff because the quality of the footage is so good that I can, I can do things to it that make it better. Where if your quality isn't as good, when you start to do things to it, you muddy it or break it. Well, this is so good a quality that it actually just, it's, it's, it's Hollywood quality. As far as so when you, like, if you were to describe it as quality wise, like the definition quality and everything, it's like you could see future videos that you're going to do without even doing them yet. Yes, That's how it, good quality is. Yeah, because it's giving me it's giving me this kind of more creative drive that I. But what I end up doing to figure out what I can is I play with it. I shoot a ton of stuff that I'll throw away, not use. I, I have video that I shot that actually I won't post up because I don't like what, what I did creatively with it. But I'm really just testing out the camera to see where its limits are. So, so you can see into the future with that thing. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's why I'm like totally psyched about it. It's, it's like I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of high on the whole. So what's your hobby? Um, 
What, what are you going to do all winter, man, besides? Or did I even miss that? I'm going to do woodworking. Ooh, like that thing I gave you guys. Yeah. Like when I saw that, I was like, dude, did he know I was getting into this or what the fuck's going on here? No. I, I was like, oh, man, you put a little shellac on that thing, dude. It looked real good. But uh, no, seriously, I, uh, what was it last weekend? No, weekend before. I was like, I'm going to go buy a miter saw, but I want like the best miter saw that I can get. So I got this rigid miter saw. It's got like every single cut that you can make. It rotates, it pivots, it does all of it. It does all the shit, right? So I was like, okay, that's a starting point. Got a drill, got a saw. I'm in the game. Nice. So I put it in the garage. I got it all out, put it together. And I was like, dude, this thing is badass, right? So what am I going to do with it? Well, it's got to have a home. So I got to build a bench. So I started thinking about it because when I was growing up, I spent, you know, like at least four summers in my dad's wood shop making furniture with him. But I didn't make the furniture. I made parts of the furniture. So I spent a lot of time on a lathe turning branches into fucking like stool legs and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, my, my dad has gone and passed and everything, and I haven't been able to get all the secrets that he had, you know? So I was like, I'm going to get back in touch with that. And you know what? My daughter has been home. Uh, Rio has been home with, uh, you know, because they can't figure out what they're doing with the school system, just like everybody else in the country. Right, right. And I was like, you know, she still she has a lot of pent up energy. Uh, she can't be around her friends as much. And she, you know, she likes hanging out with me and she likes doing the precision rifle stuff. And I, I you know, I figured she likes being good with her hands. I and mean, let's make her better with her hands, you know, hand-eye coordination and all that stuff. Like I got her into video games so that, you know, she can improve the hand-eye coordination. So now I'm like, you know, maybe we should try to create stuff because she loves the craft things. Mm-hmm. And if I can craft something for her and she can paint it, she's like out of this world happy. But if she can craft something and paint it, like the options are unlimited. Yeah, it's next level for her. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, totally. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just get back into woodworking and, you know, kind of start, you know, playing with that stuff. So I bought this miter saw. And then last weekend, um, I've been taking this, uh, this math class. I'm still going to college. I'm taking this math class. It's like quantitative reasoning or something like that. And they're like... It, it, it breaks it down to like the dumbest level. I mean, like two plus two is four. But now if you want to center a picture on a wall, how do you do that? Well, you measure the wall, you measure the picture, and then you subtract the picture size from the wall, and then you divide by two, and that's your center. Dude, you know, like, if, if you carry that book at night, if you walk down the road to Denver, right, you go downtown yeah. Denver, carry that book in your hand, Will Smith is going to fucking shoot you because that is way too I know, and that's why I don't go to downtown Denver. Right. I stay right here in my garage drinking my rum and coke. There you go, man. So um, so I do this big math equation, and I'll, I'll send you a picture of it later. It's actually like you look at it and be like, what the fuck is this guy on about? So I do this big math equation, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. I'm like, okay, I want a bench that's eight feet long and I want it 40 inches tall. So I start with that and then I break down every single piece that I want. I want the tabletops to look like this. I want the miter saw sunk into the table. I need to get proper heights on the, you know, where the base of the miter saw is to where the plate is. 
to where the tabletop's actually going to be. So I started just doing, I convert everything to inches and then reconvert it back to feet to figure out how much shit I actually need to buy at the store. When I'm done with this project, I got maybe, maybe two feet out of six 16 inch foot eight, uh, two by fours that I bought. I maybe have two feet left over that are kind of chopped up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I come out with this freaking, like all my measurements were on except for one. Uh, I didn't plan on something and we'll talk about that later, but, um, everything came out the way I wanted it to. I double, I double banded everything and then I got to do some cross members, but for the most part, I'm happy with my project. Right. So I get that done and I'm showing it to this dude at work and he's like, cool, man, you, you built a miter saw bench. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm actually pretty proud of this. He goes, cool. What are you going to make? And I said, I fucking made it. (laughs) Miter saw bench. (laughs) Like I got a miter saw and needed a home. I made a fucking bench. Nice. I made it. What are you talking about? What am I going to make? I'm going to make whatever I want. Speaking of now, I'm like, I'm going to dump all like all the money that I would normally spend like fucking off during the winter. I'm going to, I'm going to invest in tools and everything. So I got like all these projects planned. I'm going to do like burnt wood coffee tables and shit, you know? So that's kind of like, that's, that's my new thing. So I'm going to get real involved in fire and, in uh, in drilling and, and, uh, screwing stuff together. You know, I think she'll, I think that's a good life skill that she needs to have. And, I think we'll have a lot of fun doing it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And speaking, you just reminded me, I went uh, Monday, I got to order to a Friday on your uh, Black Friday special. I need to order a Pelican case for my camera because the ones that I have here, I, I have to break it completely down for it to fit. And I want to get one more like the same thickness as those 1600 airs. Yeah, the air is the shit. Yeah, and um, just so I could just, basically, it's just a transport case from the house to the range and back. And I just want to drop it in as it is because I don't have it all extensioned out. I don't need to with this camera, but it does have the um, the, the audio on top. And so I just want to draw, drop it and then the couple batteries in there and be done. So I got to order up a Pelican. Well, just tell me which one you want. Just get the. Yeah, I, I got it. I, I, I have it bookmarked. I'll, I'll send it to you. And it, and it even has the dividers and everything in it already. Hold on, I'm sending you those those plans and my finished projects so you can be like, what the fuck? Yeah, for yeah. Real? Yeah, you're getting um, a lot of requests, man. People are like, oh, you were Mike and everything. Where, where is he? And I'm like, oh, he's around. We see each other all the time. We're, we're not, doing the classes. And asking for me, don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, they kind of were. So if you go like, where's Mike? Where was he doing? Yeah, motherfucker's busy doing shit. He's but do- uh, no, no, that, uh, like I said, that makes me feel pretty good, man. I feel like, uh, um, I feel like I've made an impact in our in our community. Oh, totally, totally. And and and, and you and you take care of so many people with the sales and stuff, so they all respond to that. Yeah, and every time someone, you know, they do the whole, you know, hey, uh, uh, check your phone on that. I just sent you the. Yeah, I saw it. Let me see. Uh, um, every time someone calls up, or every time someone comes in the store, hey man, I listen <laughs> to the sniper. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Here's some shit. You know, here's some fucking stickers. Here's some patches. What you want? Oh, you want that? Here, let me let me see what I got in it. And I try, you know, I make them a good deal. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because I know they're part of this select few community who get into this stuff, and you know, they really want. Uh, they're either trying to better themselves, or you know, they're trying to give back um, as much as we're putting into it. So, I think you know, that's to me, that's worth it. 
So totally, totally. So, um, what else? You said you had a conversation you wanted to talk about something that you had happened that during your, had, your that, well, well, it's not something that I had happened. I just have a question for you. Okay. What do you remember as your worst shooting day ever? Technically, I had two. I had one in California. Did, did one trump the other? Like as much as yes, we talk about yes, because because one. I want to talk about some failures right now. The 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 rifles only one right after my dad passed away was probably the one that sticks out because they're really. Other than hanging out with people, it wasn't like I had an excuse why I shot so bad. I just really didn't care. And then, you know, you I, I right, remember my bipod was falling off. That rail was out of spec. And every time I go to shoot, <laughs> that. so that was getting me. So, and then once that started happening, I kind of, I don't even remember if I shot every stage, but I did shoot terrible that one. And, and so that would be my, my memory of my worst shooting ever. And then. To be honest with you, my other worst shooting one that was just torture for me was that gun sight class with the Alaska people. Where that, you blew the can up? Yes. Yeah, where the where uh, I blew the uh, the can got blown up, the fucking gun broke, or the whole, you know, everything was just a mess. The 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 action came out of the chassis halfway through. You know, it was just, and then, you know, then Joe's like, hey, try this. And I, and he, and, and what he did, he's running 300 Norma, same as me. And he goes, my most velocity's down. This is a really light load. And I shoot it. And sure enough, it was a really light load. But what he didn't tell me is he was using 50 BMG powder. He filled my can up with unburnt powder and then it ignited. And so... Good news. Yeah, so I was like, boom. I'm like, all right, Joe, this is working. Boom, ah, Joe, yeah, that's working fine. And then all of a sudden it went whoop and a big blue cow and I had a, a fucking end cap strike and a whole, it went whoop. Like it, and like a blue cloud came out of my can and it was nuked. And it's not bad. I could still use it if I really wanted to, but you know, the end of it's freaking toast. And so that that one was a really bad episode too. So I've had a couple, but I'm older than you. True. I've, I've done a lot of shooting and I got to say in uh, precision rifle, I haven't had a ton of bad days. Like I think when the, when we first started the bot, uh, podcast, I talked about shooting down in, uh, uh, New Mexico, the sporting rifle match. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that was a terrible day. And I was like, this is never going to happen again. And I fucking ate my words on that. <laughs> So let's rewind a little bit. Remember last class, um, we were uh, uh, students were shooting and everything, and the dude was trying to hit that 1,200 yard target. And I was like, and he wanted to get a first round hit. And I was like, do you have dope at 1,200? He's like, no. I said, look, dude, you got to get dope at 1,200 before you can expect a first round hit. And then it just kind of clicked him in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, Frank, I'm going to shoot a team match next weekend or two weekends from now or whatever and you were like oh yeah fuck yeah dude that'll be a good time and i was like yeah dude i'm really excited about it adam's gonna be my partner and you're like oh yeah dude you guys are doing all right and i was like yeah dude i'm feeling really good pulled my gun out got dope make sure all my dope was lined up and everything you remember you were there i was, I was there. Shooting fucking first round hits everything 18 20 almost 30 miles an hour Boom, boom, boom. No problem. I was like center punching shit. And I was feeling real good. 
So October 3rd, 2020 rolls around. And we have a, the NOCO uh, team match and that's coming. Really quick for people, NOCO's location is only like a half hour from our range. So conditions are nearly but identical. Everything, all the conditions, like elevation, wind, temperature, everything is the same. I got dope for this shit for days. I'm like down to the freaking yard line. I'm good to go. And so one other note real quick for people who may have just came on and hadn't heard early, early Mike stuff with the no-co matches when we were all shooting them. Um, Mike and Adam generally top three it every single time they go when it's an individual. Yeah, we did really well. If you hear that in the background, that's me pouring some rum because I'm about to tell you a story. All right, man. So I'm going to let you go now. So you just <laughs> you just take it and run. But I just wanted to give people context to know that you right. got you I've you guys are you, like when you guys show up to a no co match, everybody goes ah, especially right. like you and Adam. You know what I mean? Right. Because wherever Adam's at, I'm either right behind him in, in points. I'm like half a point, two points, three points behind him. Or I'm like a half a point in front of him. I'm like, it is not very often that I get one over on Adam. He is a phenomenal shooter. And he had an opportunity to carry our team on October 3rd, 2020. So uh, I believe, what was that? A Saturday morning. <clears throat> um, match was starting at like, it was early, man. It was probably like 8.30. So um, I'm just I'm coming off a of class with you. Been working for like three weeks straight. I'm like, yeah, dude, I can do it. I'm good to go. So I get to Adam's house at like 6 or 6.30 or something like that. Get to his house. Guess what I don't have with me? My entire fucking tripod, spotter kit, my fucking rollaway pelican, all that shit with... My tools, my fucking spotter, my rangefinder, my extra magazines, all that shit. All that shit's still at home. <laughs> I was like, I get there, and Adam's in his shop. So I go through the garage. I go into the shop. He's got this big, he's got a big fucking shop. I don't know if you've been out there. No, he's got I this big fucking shop, right? I get in there. I mean, it is like... <clears throat> It's dark outside, but inside his shop, it is daytime. There is not one shadow in that place, right? So I walk in, and I'm just like, all right, are we doing this or what? And he goes, yeah, man, you got your uh, you got your spotter and your tripod? And then I just stared at him for like 10 seconds, and he goes, you don't have that shit, do you? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. As a matter of fact sitting in my garage and I was supposed to load it in my truck. And he's like, nice one. And I was like, yeah, my bad. He's like, all right, well, get your shit. So I got to borrow his ammo and he's got um, Hornady Brown box. You remember Hornady Brown box from like four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. The old with the, it had the, the, the like the, almost like the Jeffy Cooper looking guy on it or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's got some of that. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Yeah, we'll shoot that stuff. It shouldn't be. It should, Frank. It shouldn't be too far off. Right? <laughs> How bad could it be? How bad could it be? So we get to the match. 
and it's a it's a hundred dollar buy-in per person, right? So I'm like, or it was like eighty bucks, but I threw in an extra twenty for the winner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Adam matched it. We we threw in two hundred bucks to the pot because it was like first place gets like fifty percent, second place gets you know thirty percent, and then twenty percent or some shit like that. So I don't remember the math on it. Don't quote me on that. Money. But we throw in some cash and we're like, yeah, okay, we're good to go. So feeling pretty good. We talked all the way up there. Hey, you know, this is a team match. Never shot a team match before. You know, how are we going to attack this? So we, we, we had a game plan like, okay, we don't know the exact rules or what they're expecting out of like the shooter and the quote unquote spotter for the team. But I think that we're skilled enough that we can spot our own misses. And if we miss, then, you know, the, the other shooter can, can pick up the hits. No problem. Right. So we're like, yeah, dude, we're fucking gold. Let's do this. So we get there, we pay, we go on to the first stage, we get to the first stage and I'm like, eh, pretty light wind. I'm going to hold X, Y, Z, throw it down there. Nothing, nothing in the scope, nothing on the ground, nothing anywhere. The plate didn't get hit. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, well, that's fucking odd. <laughs> right? Because I'm shooting at like a 300 yard target. That's that's a Frank thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I franked this fucking target. Yep. So I'm like, okay, well, let me power down just a little bit more and go to the next one. So I power down, go to the next target, miss, miss, next target, miss, miss. I'm fucking missing everything. I think I hit one target. And I was like, well, at least I didn't goose egg. So Adam's like, he's like super concerned. He's like, dude, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. But I don't know what the fuck's going on. So we shot first in our group. So he's like, as we're shooting, he's like, yo, we need to go to the zero range. We need to go to the zero range. We need to go to the zero range. So I'm like, fuck it. We're going to the zero range, but we're not going to hold up everybody else shooting. Right. So we finish our, you know, we finish our first stage and <clears throat> you can ask anybody who was out at, at NOCO that day. They see us fucking running from stage one to my truck. <laughs> I got the gun over my shoulder. Adam's, you know, Adam's like in front of me running, like we're running our fucking asses over to my truck. We get in my truck, I peel out, I head down to the range house. We get queued out by the dude who, who runs the whole place because we're driving too fast. Yep. We get, we get to the 100-yard zero. We went to the 200-yard range, but we wanted to do a 100-yard zero. So we had to wait until everybody was done shooting their slow-ass volley of shots. And I was like, look, I just need three shots. And they're like, okay, yeah, run down there. So Adam hauls ass down there, puts up a target. I shoot three shots, make my correction, shoot another shot. I'm in the, I'm in the, um, I'm in the bullseye. I was four mils off of wind. Holy shit. And at that point, I realized that like, as I'm trying to adjust my scope, I'm missing a fucking grub screw in my turret. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. I heard some weird noise. Oh, that was anyway. my, uh, Freaking surgeon Georgia emailed me something. So I'm missing a grub screw in my turret. So I'm like, did my turret slip? Did this, you know, this, that, and the other thing? So I got one screw in my turret, like holding everything together. 
And I'm like, I can make this work. Everything is fine. Let's go to the KD range. Was that what your night force? Uh, my call us. Oh. So, and well, I'll, I'll tell you after the match, after everything was done, I emailed call us and I was like, Hey, I'm missing a grub screw. They sent me three grub screws and they're like, yeah, this isn't a normal thing. And I was like, trust me with my luck. Nothing is normal. Don't sweat it. It, it was probably my fault in the first place. They're like, yeah, no problem. And they sent me everything that I needed. They sent me uh, three replacement screws. Um, so I swapped all those screws out after this match. But back to the match. So we're at the 1,000-yard KD. So we run back to my truck, just literally throw my gun in the, be- in the bed, drive over to the KD, pull my gun out, and there's, like, Brad – Remember uh, the dude who had the uh, uh, the six five PRC that was like uh, foul ball, like yeah, 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 yeah. Brad with the blowing up four and forty sevens. Yeah. So Brad's. The He's there. Yeah. I was like, Brad, what's up? He goes. Hey, what's going on? Like all chilling. Yeah, he's mellow, dude. Like, Brad's Brad's hey. Brad's blood pressure never moves. No, he is cold as ice. So I'm like, hey, Brad, what's going on? And he's like, oh, you know, just blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, I got to shoot. So I dropped down, put three rounds down on 700, three rounds hit, no problem. Go to eight, dial up, boom, 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 three rounds hit at eight. I'm like, I'm fucking solid. I'm back in the game. Throw my gun back in the truck, drive over to area one, download my shit out of my truck. And then we go running down this gully, back up the hill, all the way up to stage two, where our squad has finally made it to. The good thing is that we're shooting last. So I got an opportunity to catch my breath and I'm like, okay, what's the game plan here? So a lot of the shooting that we did was, okay, quote unquote, shooter is going to shoot first. Spotter is going to shoot second. And you may be on the same kind of like cable school, or you may be on an obstacle that you had to build yourself Mm -hmm. or like just you know just something like that or you're just gonna have to wait until they're done shooting right he goes first and ha- he has to complete and then it's your turn that kind of extends the clock a little right so we get on this next uh this next stage and adam's like you good and i'm like yeah dude i'm fucking good i'm solid i'm good to go and he's like okay so adam starts putting you know targets down and everything so i start putting targets down i fucking clean the stage and i'm like okay i'm back in the game and, like, even people in the squad were like, dude, we were kind of worried about you there for a second. And I was like, I'm back in it. I'm good to go. And they're like, okay. So, like, we're smoking and joking, having a good time. We move on. So, the one thing I will say is Adam definitely carried the team. When we got to a stage where, like, there was, like, three or four obstacles that we had to overcome. Mm-hmm. We kind of watched the team in front of us, and then we were like, well, the spotter's not really doing anything. He's just sitting there on glass. Right, waiting for the other guy to... Yeah, waiting for the other guy to finish. And I'm like, Adam, you shoot really fast. If you go first, I'll move your bags for you, and then I'll pull your last bag, like whatever bag you're not using, I'll pull that as my first bag. You drop your gun, you move all my bags for me. Instead of just sitting on the glass doing nothing. Right. It's like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do it. So I'm like, and we're just like, okay, one, two, three, four. 
And then we just kind of like dry run it, like as we're talking about it. And that worked out really well. And we got some, some shots on target. So then we get to this, uh, we get to this, I can't remember which stage it was, but it was kind of like, um, there was a spinner and then there was a target behind the spinner. So one guy shoots the spinner, the other guy shoots the target. Gotcha. Knock the spinner out of the way. Hit. The, I like those targets where you move one out of the way to get the other one. So at this point, I've had probably like six or seven blown primers. Like ammo's hot as fuck. And I'm just, I'm shooting wild again. I'm back to shooting wild. So <clears throat> I take my barrel off. I put it back on to make sure it's not a headspace issue. I pull my bolt apart, just bang the fuck out of it on a wooden table to make sure that I don't have any primers. So I'm like, I'm not sticking my, my, uh, Oh yeah. You don't have any freaking little tic-tac chiclet things in there. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, what is going on with this shit? And I'm just like, dude, this ammo is hot as fuck and it's very inconsistent. And I'm very like, well, they had bad it, lots of that, boy, is why it changed completely. But yeah, yeah, they they did have, and that was the Sixth Creed, right? That was the first early Sixth Creed. That was, Sixth Creed. That was the yeah. early Sixth Creed. That was like the first Sixth Creed that came out. Yeah, they had issues yeah. with it. Right. So I'm having like overpressure. I'm having all this stuff going on. And I'm just like, okay, I just got to fight through it. I don't know. Like my elevation is dialed on. I don't know if it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Hopefully I get a second opportunity to take a shot. So we get to the spinner thing and I'm shooting the target. Adam shooting the spinner. So Adam shoots first, boom, hits the spinner. I follow up with a shot, hit the target. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're in there. Same hold. Just, just keep throwing them down. <clears throat> so he's throwing them down and I'm like running my bolt. Nothing's happening. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this? So, I'm not extracting. I'm not ejecting. I'm not feeding <laughs> because I left my goddamn mags in my fucking spotter kit. So I got to use an AW mag in my AX and I'm not feeding. Oh, and you don't have the hook to catch it up front. I'm doing, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm just like, God damn this thing. So I'm pushing up on the front of the mag. I'm trying to, I'm trying to load and I finally get around to fucking to grab onto the bolt. If you guys are swapping, you should have took a mag from Adam. Well, he had enough to get him through what he needed to get through. I actually borrowed that AW mag from him because I was like, you got any mags? And he's like, yeah, I got this mag. So I'm running an AW mag and an AX with a fucking optic quiver, which saved my ass, right? So I get to a point where I'm, I can't, I got a, I got a casing that's half extracted. I got one that's fighting for the same piece of real estate. <laughs> I'm just all fucked up. And um, and we're, uh, we're basically shooting off of a cable spool, right? So I'm fucking with my gun on the cable spool, and Adam calmly turns to me and goes, get off the fucking spool. He's <laughs> 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 trying to shoot. And I'm jacking around on the table, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am sorry. So I pull my gun off the table. And um, for lack of a better term, 
violently extract this round from my gun as violently as possible. So I get the round out and and he's like, give me your ammo. You know, like, give me your goddamn sandwich. And I'm just like giving him shit, right? I'm like, here's my bag. So it's sitting on the table. I'm violently extracting this fucking round out of my chamber. And I'm like, I'm free. And I pick the gun back up, slam it back on the table, grab the mag, put it in there. And at this point, he is like burned through all of his shit. <laughs> and I'm trying to like catch up, right? The shit's still moving. I'm like, okay, I can get one more shot off. Boom. Nothing, right? So we get done with that. And I'm just like, there's no possible points to be had on this stage. Like, we are done. Like, pack it up, put it in the truck. We need to go to area two. Like area two, let's make money. Like the the next And Adam's probably just okaying you because he's super practical and knows you're not gonna fix yourself between there and area two. Well, I made I made kind of the fatal mistake. So we get we you know, we dust ourselves off. Like, okay, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. We get back in the truck, take my ears off, turn on some gangster rap, and I'm like, we need to get back into the groove. We need to get back into the vibe, right? <clears throat> We're driving to area two, and I just start laughing. And he's like, what the fuck could you possibly be laughing at? And I looked at him, and I said, it can't get possibly worse than this. And he goes, why the fuck would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) And jinx it. Yeah. I was like, it can't get possibly worse, dude. There is no possible way this can get worse. It always can get worse. Well, that's, that was my fatal mistake. We get, so area two has two stages. So our first stage is a tripod stage. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm confident on the tripod, dude. You run the barricade because he's a positional shooter. He can shoot the fuck out of positions, and he's fast. He gets in a position, shoots, boom, hits, moves on. Like, he is very, very fast. And I'm like, so positional for you, tripod for me. And what you have to do is there's, like, this hula hoop on the ground. And you have to change positions with the tripod like one leg has to be in the hula hoop and then you move the tripod and then the next leg has to be in the hula hoop and then the next leg has to be in the hula hoop so you get like so each shot has to have a different leg in the hula hoop correct but you get i think you get two shots per leg uh, yeah per leg so i'm like i got this he's like you good (laughs) dude i'm good (laughs) asking me right so I get the tripod set up. I'm just like, okay, feeling good, feeling confident. All right. And I'm going through my head. I'm like, okay, so we got 200, 230, 300. And I got two shots here, two shots here, two shots here. I'm just like mentally going through a checklist in my head. I'm watching people shoot it. And I'm like, eh, eh, I don't know why he's doing it that way. Like, I'm just going to pick up instead of like turning the tripod and then moving the ball head. Like most people were trying to rotate the tripod and stay in the same position where I was like, why don't you just pick the tripod up, put it, put a new leg in the circle 
and then just reposition yourself behind the tripod and keep your gun downrange instead of like turning the tripod and then fucking with the ball. I would just slide the hula hoop. Right. Like something, something different. Yeah. Just basically like, lift one leg up, slide the hula hoop under it, drop it, lift another leg up, slide the, kick the hula hoop under that leg. Right. Something other than turning the tripod and fucking with the ball. Head. Right. So like you and I kind of shoot the same way as far as like, Find your target over the scope, mm-hmm. come down to the scope, and fucking shoot your target. Find it with your so, eye, kill it with the scope. Right. So I'm like, okay, find it with your eye, kill it with the scope. Find it with your eye, kill it with the scope. I'm just moving the tripod like in just kind of like, like a figure four kind of circle, you know? So I'm like, all right, first shot, I'm, I'm lined up, good to go. Run the bolt forward, pull the trigger, impact, good to go. Run the bolt, and the bolt, literally, I almost hit myself in the fucking face. The <laughs> bolt comes out of the gun. It was like the bolt stopped, like, not all the way down? Or- Even better. As I'm pulling the bolt out of the gun, I almost hit myself in the face, and I look at my bolt, my firing pin is sticking out of the front of my bolt body. My bolt is still in the gun. You undid it? Like you took it apart? I sheared the fucking roll pins from the bolt to the bolt body. I wouldn't even know how to do that. So, the conclusion of this whole thing, like, you know, as we summarize, I'm running the bolt. The bolt comes out of the gun. I look at the bolt. I look at the firing pin protruding. Like there's probably a good inch of firing pin. No bolt head. No bolt. Just a fucking bolt body. My firing pin, my firing pin spring and the shroud are are in my hand. And I look over at Adam and I say, gun down. And he's like, He's waiting on first target. He's got the first target lined up and he looks over at me real quick. And then he just starts ripping through this stage. Right. <laughs> he comes back and goes, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I swear to God, I didn't do it on purpose. I was running the bolt so hard. So three compound. Dude, I've tracks. never, ever hurt you. You're running your AI. Three compounding factors. When I was violently trying to extract my uh, my round from a previous stage, apparently I was running my bolt my bolt too goddamn hard, mixed with the hot ass ammo I was running. Finished it off. I was like, "We're done. We can't do anything else." Like you can shoot the next stage, but that's not going to do anything for the team. They're not going to give us team points. So we were done. Like, we didn't even shoot the last stage. You need to send Dave Walls an apology letter for fucking his gun up. Oh, dude, it was totally my fault. Like, <laughs> I forced the biggest catastrophic weapons malfunction that I've ever fucking seen on a rifle 
on the most bomb-proof rifle that's out there. The A or the M1 Abrams tank of sniper rifles, and you broke a part of it. I've never, ever, ever heard of breaking in my life. So on my walk of shame back to the truck, like we went to the last stage with the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. and I said, hey, man, we got to run over to our range. We had to pick up the Ranger from the last weekend. Right, right. We walked over and I was like, you know, hey, good luck, good luck, good luck. You know, slapped everybody in the ass, good, gave them good game and everything like that. And I was like, you know, I love you guys. And, you know, uh, there isn't much that we can do here. However, I do have some previous engagements I need to take care of. And they were just like, dude, what happened to you? <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't even know what to say. So I'm just going to leave. And I love you guys, and I hope you do really well. And then I saw the other squad that was, like, right behind us. It was a bunch of uh, Wyoming guys. And one of my one of my favorite crews to shoot with right now is, is the Wyoming guys. Yeah, the Colin yeah. and all his guys up there. They're doing matches uh, and stuff. Colin wasn't there, but Luke was there. Okay. And um, I talked to Luke uh, briefly a few times that day. And I've known Luke for, for quite some time. I knew uh, Luke when I was working up in Guernsey because him and his buddy, they're up from that way. And, you know, I'm able to, you know, converse with him from time to time. And, you know, I wish I could converse with him more. But um, I've known him from the Guernsey days and everything when I was working up at the camp and everything. And talked to him and I was like, yeah, man, I hope you win this shit. And uh, I guess we'll just catch up later. I got to go, you know, run down to our range and pick up some shit. So we're walking back. And it was quiet. I mean, it's like a, it's like a 300 yard walk. And I got my gun over my shoulder, my bolt in my pocket, carrying the tripod. And it was just, it was just quiet, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, we got back to the truck and we just meticulously loaded up our bags with all of our shit, put everything back to where it was. Nobody fucking said anything. And then we got in the truck and I rolled the windows down and turned on some music, turned on the AC. And I was like, you hungry? <laughs> was like, yeah. yeah, I'm hungry. And I was like, I don't even know what to say. He's like, don't say anything. <laughs> like, okay. So then we drove for like 45 minutes. You know, we, we uh, hit a gas station and got this nasty ass fucking sandwich or whatever. And some, um, I don't know if you've had the Rice Krispie Treats dipped in chocolate. Those are fucking awesome. Mm -mm. We got some of those, got a couple of, got a couple of cold drinks and, uh, like, you know, like Coca-Cola or whatever, not like fucking beers or anything. But then we, you know, made our way out to Fort Morgan. And I, dude, I swear to God, aside from the music, like nobody said anything for probably a good <laughs> that whole slow ride through the friggin' nothingness that comes was, down south. It was very nothingness and yep. just looking at the window. And it was probably about 25 minutes before it was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know? And uh, the only thing that we could do was, was laugh and, just, you know, think about the date of, like, I cannot say enough that that was probably no it is the worst shooting day of my fucking life nice celebrity train wreck <laughs> oh dude it was it was something to behold like 
they posted the results. I was like, don't post the results, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, don't and put my name on it. And here's, here's the one good thing that came of it. Actually, there was two good things, two good things. Adam and I worked together as a team, and we worked really well as a team, and we communicated, and we talked to each other before before the stage, after the stage, like, what could we have done better? Like, we did, you know, like, after actions kind of stuff. Like, him and I are on a whole other level of communication. Like, there's not a whole lot that he can say that I don't understand. And when we're shooting, I'm able to tune out everybody else like we talk a lot of shit and everybody else talks a lot of shit to us. So I'm able to kind of tune all that out and hear him over the crowd, <laughs> over the heckling, over the heckling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is totally welcome. I love that shit, dude. You know, um, that doesn't bother me at all. I can hear him over the crowd and we work really well as a team. Um, and the second thing was that we weren't in last place. After all that shit, we were second to last. And nice. I was like, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. We weren't last place. And uh and I'm actually I'm 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 really glad that I had that opportunity to just have all of those failures and try to work my way through them, power through them. And uh, it was just it was one, it was super humbling. That that's I was just gonna say that, and sometimes that's good. It is. I, I, you know, I think it was, it, it was, um, I just had that shit coming. You know, I was just like, I felt like I had that coming and I felt really good coming into the match. And I was like, like, like I said, when I was shooting with you and you were like, yeah, dude, you're, you're fucking shit's on. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm good to go. And then I got there and it was not on. And it was not well because you switched everything, but yeah, I mean yeah. that's the problem. I mean you think about it, and guys, you know we step away from stuff, and you know like we're teaching, we're doing this, we're traveling, we're here. You're not practicing, you know stages and things, and you're working, your family, school, the move, all these things are happening, right? So you're not in the mode of this. I mean, and and I've mentioned this. Just recently with some of these debates and, and, and dramas I've caused, and I was talking with um, Jake Vibbert and stuff, I mean, he practices 300 rounds a week, six hours a week. That's a lot. Yeah, that dude, that that's is huge, and you, man. And it shows. It shows. Totally. And that's the type of commitment people are up against. You know, and I'll never make that commitment again or even attempt to. I have zero interest. Somebody would have to do some kind of crazy, stupid bet where I would say, okay, nine months from now, you and I are going to go and shoot a, a neutral match. And then I would do that. You know what I mean? But right. you would have to have some extraordinary condition for me because I'll do the same thing as you do. I'll grab something completely untried, completely untested. Show up for the first time with it, like I did with the Guardian match with uh, Gary, the Valkyrie. I got the ammo on, from you on Friday. We had that terrible wind and everything. I couldn't zero it and do anything here in Colorado with it. I showed up yeah, with brand down there and right, shot, shot it. it. Right, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I've done that a, t a ton in my career, life, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, so to me, I always looked at that as as, as I look at, Match is more of a training thing or learning opportunity. 
more than the competitive, I don't have that competitive bug other people do. As far right. as, you know, that, that, you know, kill them all, let God sort them out when it comes to competition, <laughs> you know, right. fuck that. I, I, you know yeah. what? I can care less. And, 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 and really if, if we're in a squad and Mike's doing well and you know, it's like, he's, he's he them up. right. And I'm going to, and then, you know what? I'll win dummy for you, Mike. Or like, yeah, exactly. I do, how many times? they're doing well, Hey, I'll go first. Yeah. How many times do I do that? Cause I like when we shot in uh, Norco a couple times, I always just jump up, flop down, shoot, go away. And then, you know, three o'clock I go home. You know, right. I, I don't really care. I don't need to watch somebody. I mean, that's like the example, the precedence that you have to set in that position that you're in. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, 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 hey, who's ready to shoot? Uh, well, I'm still kind of, okay, I understand that you're nervous and you don't want to, you know, tell everybody that you're nervous. I'll shoot for you. Yeah, I'll go first. I don't care, dude. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. And then I'll laugh when I missed a 300 yard target. And then before everybody's packing up and and, right. And then, then I'll lay down admin and miss it again, you know, so I don't care. (laughs) So no, but I mean, it's like all that stuff compiled. It's like, how do you work through it? How do you keep your shit together? How do you keep a positive attitude? How do you present yourself professionally, you know, in that type of environment? And yeah. the only thing, honestly, the only thing that you can do is say, you know, you got to take the wins with the with the losses. Right. And just power forward and say, okay, well, I did everything that I could do. There's not much more I can do. I'm just going to take a fucking hit on the chin on this. One. Yeah. Ha- you know what? Have a positive attitude, laugh it yeah. off, tell everybody, man, it's just, you know, that today's my day. This is, this is it. And, and be that example. Don't throw the gun. Don't throw your bags. Don't throw this. Don't throw that. You know, Every don't day can't be the best shooting day of your life. Nah, nah. So, you know, it's, it's, it, like, it, you it, have it, to have one to bring, break you back down to that level and say, okay, am I doing this? Am I not doing this? And, you know, like behind the scenes, you're just like, God damn it. Or you get back to, you know, your fucking objective rally point where you started in the, in, at the first part of the day and be like, strip everything off this fucking gun. Fuck this gun. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, you have to power through that. You have to go, okay, well, what the fuck just happened? Like, I know like there's a lot of times that I, I do the right thing, but there's a lot of times that I do the wrong thing too. And like I said, I mean, like going through it and, and, and breaking a gun, I mean, yeah, I, there's a lot of money that I'm going to have to pay to replace a lot of parts, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, did I walk through the motions properly? Did I check off the checklist? Do you, am I married to this gun? Yeah, absolutely. I'm married to that gun. I still, Dude, I didn't get rid of my gun. As a matter of fact, I didn't get rid of my scope. Like, I got the problem fixed. I actually bought another college scope to put on another gun mm-hmm. because they've treated me so well. I'm like, and I'm paying for this shit. It's not like they're just fucking handing it out to me. Right, right. You know? So, like, all that stuff, you know, you really have to think of and you really have to put, you know, your best foot forward. You put your best foot forward. This shit doesn't line up. It's not like people in our community are going to be like, man, that guy fucking sucks. Fuck that guy. Right. They're going to be like, you know, you know, he had a bad day. Right. 
Like I, I was getting texts from people like, dude, what happened? Did you leave Alabama <laughs> at home? Like, what did you like? What was the deal? Like, uh, you know, I really don't want to live it. <laughs> I don't want to relive it right now. I want to just kind of get through this week, have a day off, have some time to collect my thoughts and then get back on the horse on Monday. You know. Yep. Totally. Totally. Put it. Put it past you. I mean, you know, good. Good example. Uh, the 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 buyers, Colorado Rifle Club. Uh, long long time ago. Uh, pre a lot of this. Um, I I went down there and shot their prairie dog match. They do a five hundred meter on steel. You shoot prairie dogs, and it's got a little thing. And they did the prairie dog match. So the first time I went there, I brought um my trick ass werewolf three hundred eight, which is like uh. Uh, an insane yeah, gun stormtrooper yeah it's, it's 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 yeah it's ss werewolf 308 man it was crazy and i had i was shooting at the time the applied ballistics 308 ammo that they sold and and it was just it was dumb crazy accurate and i shot that for the first time that match and i came in second and smoked a lot of the six fives and six mils and things like that you're so, like, this is the gun. Yeah, yeah. That werewolf is it's a gap werewolf. And and it's funny because um that's ages, man. That's ages. Yeah, it is super old. And so I I I I I did that. So then the next month when I went to the to the same match, I ended up bringing my 260 and I brought two different because they do that relay like twice or something, how they did it. You like run through the whole relay once and then you like might have been twice or three times you run through the relay. And um, I, I don't remember, but you shoot the targets more than once. And so I, I brought my 260 and I shot that match one relay with my 139s and then I did one relay with like 136s and something else I changed it up so I did it and I purposely did that and I even had my data book with it because I data booked everything and I had gone there because to me when I went there and came in second with the 308 I'm like okay this match is done I don't have to worry about it anymore now it's my lab you know, so I kind of went right. back there because it was like 20 bucks to go. You get to put it under someone else's conditions. And I was right. able to see, you know, how does this round treat me versus this round? You know, so I was kind of playing that in that competition type setting just so I can experiment because it was a local match, no consequences. And it gave me the ability to try something out. And I really didn't care about the fallout, but I remember like when I shot that first match and, and, and this always cracks me up because I've heard this a gazillion times, a guy, and I didn't know who he was at the time. You know, I shot the first match came in second and a guy goes, Oh man, I saw you were here and I just wanted to beat you. And I'm like, why? What did I do? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, why do you want to beat me? I'm a nice guy. We're all, we're all humans, dude. Yeah. So I get it, man. People are competitive in the whole thing. But, I mean, you got to be able to compartmentalize. You got to be able to put your head on straight and step back. Yeah, I would have thought, actually, you would have zeroed at Adam's house before you left. Well, that was the plan. Yeah, but just he just was probably like, but we got to go, we got to go. Like, as soon as I showed up, I lost the initiative, dude. I didn't bring my kit. My shit was all fucked up. Like, like I... I should have known I was, I was, it was trying to stay positive. I was like, today's going to be a good day. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to get through this shit. But it was just one folly after another. And I have nobody 
nobody on this planet to blame except for myself for being wholly unprepared, rolling into a match, you know, money's on the table. And I'm like, usually when money's on the table, I'm going to take some money. Right. I'm going right. to take a little bit of money. I'm, I may not be first, but, I'll be, you know, I'll be creeping on second. I might be third, something like that. But it was, and it wasn't even an ego thing. It was just like confidence. You know, I was like, I'm feeling good. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to get in there. And there were some points during that match where I was like, okay, I got my shit back. I got my fucking swagger. Everything is fine. Everything is good. I'm going to get this. And it just continued to fall apart. But my own, my own undoing was myself. Oh, yeah. And Always. When you get to that point and you, you know, at the end of the day and you look at it, you just go, the fuck were you doing, dude? <laughs> you know, like, why did you do that? Eh, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Like my boy this morning. Why did you do that? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you don't forget. Here's what we're going to do. Thousand rounds of fucking dry practice. I'm going to put you in the shop. I'll make you clean up all my sawdust, all this other shit. So you don't forget this stupid fucking detail that you're supposed to be doing that you quote unquote forgot. Did you forget to eat this morning? No, you just didn't. Right. I, I tell you, so, I had, you were speaking about, you were talking earlier, you know what, some crappy thing. I, I remember now, uh, sport, cause you mentioned Raton sporting rifle match. The, when I first moved out here, 2005, I went down, I came, I was shooting Allegheny ASC, uh, probably 2007 or six or seven. Might have been seven. Um, and I went to go, I went, I, I flew home uh, with my seven wisdom uh, and went straight like the, the next weekend to the Raton match. So right. my gun was good from, um, from uh, Allegheny. And when I shot Raton, I remember the first time I ever shot Raton sporting rifle match, I shot a 56 out of 60. And I thought, fuck yeah, man, I did kick yeah. and I came in fucking sick. And you realized everybody who's been shooting that match for the last seven years. Yeah, yeah, it was like nine years at the time. Nine, yeah. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I came in second, you know, and I'm like, oh, I came in second, you know. Well, then I remember like maybe it was the third one that I shot, drove down. I drove down the night before, went to sleep, got up the Stayed next. in that shitty ass hotel. Yep, got up the next day, had no desire to shoot it and yeah. showed up and I really just was like fuck this I don't want to be here and I shot a terrible match not a really terrible but I shot a a less than consistent match for me and it's an attitude thing I woke up and my mind was like not today 100%. and that's all it took to, to get me off my game the first time I shot that match uh if we rewind to like episode three Maybe it was episode two. I don't even remember. Uh, I shot that match with uh, Walt Wilkinson. And it was straight Sergeant Major. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mean, you know, like there was some shit. And I was like, I better not fuck this up. And that, that was like my first exposure to, you know, precision rifle shooting. And I was like, I better get this shit right. Because I ain't trying to get fucked up by this dude. Because, yeah, Walt will call back to fucking Randy yeah. and tell on you. Oh, yeah, dude, he'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
him. But yeah, so uh, nah, man, it's it's mindset. It's a lot of different things with, with what we do that way, and and you got to be in in the zone. And you know, I've actually there's sometimes I've gone out to the range to do something and been and lost and lost the feeling, and the videos don't come out right, and I go home, you know, and it's like, nah, today's not the day, man. It's not gonna happen. And 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 I guess that, right. to me, and I've been there when you were like, yeah. This ain't working. That's to me, that's a sports thing. I mean, you look at like Jimmy Johnson, who just retired, right? NASCAR season's over, everything. Chase wins, right? Boom, Dawsonville. Right, right. And so he had time. You know, here's this guy, a seven-time champ and everything. He's active driver. He's doing this. He has good days and bad days like anybody else. You know, there's distractions in life. There's what's going on here. There's equipment issues. There's there's preparation. There's setup. There's all the... I'll give you... Fucking COVID. Dude, when I'm I saw you COVID. Tuesday, why did I come into Mile High that day? Because I, I, I drove out to the range one hour to Fort Morgan to film my video. Yeah, you looked all fucking windblown and your goddamn uh, beanie was on your head. You looked like a busted condom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I drove all the way and I did, I did a lot of, I, I did some work out there. I cleaned up, I sorted some stuff. I put a table in that one thing. Like when you go into the, the one connex, it's going to look a little different, but nice. I, I made it nice. And so I went out there and I had to do some stuff, but I was going to film and practice with my new camera. Well, guess what? I drove out there with my new camera, but I left its batteries on the charger. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that when uh, when you came in, you dropped that that badass fucking sign off. Yep, yep. And, and you were like, "Hey, follow me outside." You're like, "Dude, I forgot my batteries." Yeah. So I ended up going out to the range, and instead of going straight home, I went to Mile High. I, I, and you know what I did? I drowned my bad experience in shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I spent a little money, bought some stuff that I needed. Took care. Yeah, you dropped some coin. You I did. Some coin. And, and and you and I went in the back and you were like, look, I'm trying to outfit my new shit. I'm trying to get rid of this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Get this. Get this. Get this. And uh, yeah, you dropped some fucking coin in there that day. I did. And and you know what? That That's how I made myself feel better. <laughs> and so right. I, did, and I did some retail therapy. That's how I am with tools right now. I'm like, I'm wallowing in my self-pity. And I'm just like, I'm just going to buy tools. I got this miter saw. I'm going to buy a, a Bradley nail gun. I got, you know, a skill saw, or not a skill saw, but, you know, a fucking circular saw. I need an impact wrench. I need a, you know, I'm just like Home Depot is like my new favorite. Oh. I can, no, it's me, Kiana calling. Um, so uh, anyway. <laughs> so, hey, I got this uh, preliminary uh, Black Friday thing. Mm hmm. Um, on our website, if you go to, uh, OSS, you're going to see some five, five, six cans that are on there. Some five, five, six and some five, five, six K's that are like severely discounted already. Really? They're like, it's well, they're like kind of in between gen one and gen two. Like, yeah, but you know what? That might be a nice thing for my Valkyries. It really would be if you get a 556 or a 556k at the discounted price they're like literally like 650 bucks or something like that instead of that 800 or 799 or whatever the fuck it used to be free muzzle brake because 
when you buy an OSS, it's not like you buy a Thunder Beast, you get a free muzzle brake. You have to pay another $100 to get a muzzle brake or flash hide. Yeah, I like the OSS cans. I've been running them a lot I because, you know, I got a couple of the really big like ones. The OSS cans. I like the OSS cans on gas guns. Which, that's why I think I'll do it. I'll, I can swap it to the JP and the Bolt gun, but I can put it on both and just do, because I'm running, I'm running like a harvester on my Bolt, and I don't have one on my gasser. Um, dude, I'm not, I'm not on the silencer co-trip, dude. So Yeah, um, no, but that's just because just it was just there, and it was the smallest, lightest one I had to put on right. a, a 224. You know, oh, that was just the tiniest can that I had. Uh, is that's the only reason the harvester's on there because it was like a nothing can and why not? It's a Valkyrie. Yeah, the harvester is like the lightest can I've ever like felt. But when you buy one, give it a good shake. If you hear some rattling in there, it's the shavings that they left in there from machining. Oh yeah, mine are, mine's ancient, man. Mine's mine's a hundred years old. That's when I got the gift pack when Silencer used to give all the influencers gift packs. Mm-hmm. So I had the gift pack from them. Um, so that that was cool. You know, it's funny. That's it's like messing with me. So sitting on my desk right here in front of me, it's kind of like the cosmos is playing with me. So I sitting on my desk right here in front is a Holland, uh, Daryl Holland, Holland, uh, bubble level for your scope. And it's mm. it's like staring. Oh, yes, it's, Holland. Yes, it's staring at me like perfectly level on my desk. I can't believe my desk is perfectly level. And and I can't believe that either. I've seen your desk. Yeah, yeah. And the bubble, I could take a picture of it and send it to you. Like poking through the fucking floor slash ceiling of your living room. Yeah, yeah. And 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 um the bubble looks like an eyeball looking at me. It's kind of messing with me. But oh I got another story to tell uh, from um last week. So Tuesday when I went out there, I see um it, it you know how, you know that rise that I use, like when you're coming, you, you, you go down the gate and you're going in and then there's a little rise and that's that rise that if you follow that tiny ridge, that's that 2100 yard that I shot with Weck Whalen. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. Between, the one that we have to all lean left in the Ranger to make sure that we don't fucking roll over. Probably. But it's the one <laughs> okay. behind, it's the behind, it's, 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 it's behind us. Right. So, so between that rise in the gate and there's those couple little dippies in there out towards the uh, the ditch witch that they have. Yeah, where you guys did the video. Yes, with Jimmy yeah. D. Yeah. Well, as I go Tuesday when I'm out there and when I forgot my batteries, I see a black mass like a cow sitting out there. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. None of the cow- oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. So I'm, yeah. I'm like. Okay. I didn't hear the, the full fucking details on this. Yeah. So I'm like. One, the, the, the cows are behind Kevin's house. They're not in our field. But the they did come through because I told you when I when I came in, I'm like, dude, they demolished the fucking range. They knocked over the pistol yeah. the plate. The pist- well, here, let me let me recite the text. The cows demolished the range. There's a dead cow out here. Yeah, yeah. End of text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, what? So <laughs> So the, the the range is every single target has been stomped and shit on. They knock. I mean, we have like a 450 pound that. Yeah, that not off. only do they knock the targets over, bend the T-stands. I get the fucking T-stands from tractor supply that are like impenetrable. They bend them 
They scratch their ass on them. They knock our targets over. They shit on them. And then I got to clean all that shit off to fucking paint them, bend the goddamn target stands back, and put targets on them. Yeah. And so they st- yeah. they stampeded the entire place and knocked it down. So I'm like, fuck. So for videos, I've just been setting up a couple ones when I need them. But they're right. the, the co- on, the, on the fucking H posts or whatever. Yeah, they are. but the co- exactly on the H posts. But the cows aren't in the field, so I see this one, and I'm like, okay, why is this one laying over there? What's going on? So I, as I'm leaving now, and I'm not even think about it. I, sh- I wish I had my camera shit at the time. But as I'm leaving the range, I said, mm, let me go look at that cow and just see what's going on. So I just parked the car. On the um on the road there on the on the driveway and then I walked all the way over to it which was probably about almost a two hundred yard walk, so I walked right. about two hundred yards to go see what was going on. Well, here in mid step is this dead cow with this <laughs> hole, probably about a three foot round hole in its side. That's nothing but like shit. Hey, sh- you know, like cow shit. There's, yeah, there's they have like four stomachs or whatever. Right. There's zero blood. There's no mangling. Like nobody's been eating on it yet. It's it doesn't really even I'm, smell. I'm gonna call it right now. Aliens. Yes, dude. We had cattle mutilation on okay. our range. But you know what? It was a week after laser beams. It was alien. It was. Calling it. <laughs> it was a week. Calling it. <laughs> Go ahead. I won't interrupt you again. Because yeah, it, it muffles our sound. When both of us talk <laughs> at the same time, it sounds like we're underwater. I'm um, just saying, calling it. But aliens, laser beams, go ahead. It was one week after I did the alien video. Of course. You don't think that they fucking tap into your shit, dude? Come dude, on. I'm, I'm tagged, man. I know I'm tagged. I've seen it. I got a little rice tag in my right bicep. And every now and then it comes out, sends a signal, and goes back in. I've seen it. Um, but yeah, so, but it was crazy because I was like, I was floored. There was no blood and guts, like none. It was just poo. And it was like, there was no blood anywhere. There was like, it, like you would think like an alien explosion. Like if, if, if it, you know, put an egg down its stomach and then the alien burst out of it from the inside, there would be guts. I didn't see no guts. I didn't see nothing. I see an intestine. I didn't. They had like four fucking stomachs, dude. Right, but it was hollow, and it was just poo, and they're in the edge of the hole. Like, where was the other part of the skin? It wasn't there. No, it was melted off because of laser laser beams. And the thing was in mid step. It dropped mid step. It was. It, it totally had the legs like it was walking. And so I was crazy, but I was pissed because I left everything in the car and I wasn't going to go 200 yards back to my car, grab my phone and come 200 yards back to the cow, take a picture. But I should have. Obviously, because you didn't send me a picture. You just told me. Yeah. So the only thing you said was dead cow, period. Send. And I was like. And then I started to worry. I was like. Did we shoot a fucking cow? No, no, it was behind us. That's what I was sweating, too. I'm like, well, why is this cow dead here in this range by itself? I sweat that stuff, dude. I I don't want to mess with his shit. You know what I mean? No. Like, and I got a a full fucking detailed briefing. Remember, I sent you uh, the picture. Remember when we had to chase that bull across the street? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I got a full detailed briefing about, oh man, thank God he found that bull in that pasture because there was no water and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh yeah. Uh, we, we, when the pasture we put him in, there was no water? Yeah. There's water right there. There's a, a rig or did they no. not have it on? <laughs> Dude, that's why they did the, the water on the other side. No, no, because where we put him, there's water in there. I got fucking briefed up the left side and down the right because, well, you didn't tell us that the bull was in the other pen. I was like, oh. I thought we did. No, yeah. we did tell them that. Uh, yeah. Then they just, dude, we told them where we put them because we said that. And I was like, oh. Oh, no, 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 no. We told them because we yeah. said. Oh, I, because. I remember saying, because that's where he wanted to go, and he you didn't want to leave. I didn't fucking say anything. Either. Dude, he went He went in there on his own. I may have dropped the ball on that one. He did. He went on. He went in there on his own. Because We just I locked him up because the, the gates were open. It was open, and he was standing in the middle of the street. And I ran down there with the ranger and I came back and I said, hey, I need your help. And then I picked you up and we went back over there and then you did the fucking but, arms flailing thing. Yeah, but and the, then he like ran away. Next time you drew like, covered in flies, dude, I fucking hate. Flies. Right. But next time you go out to the range there directly across from Kevin's driveway, go about maybe 20 yards towards the range. Whoa, dude. And you ain't tell me. dude, there's a water pen right there. There's a water I thing. I know there's a water pen there. And that's where the cow oh, was. Dude, I fucking hunted coyotes in that goddamn fucking pen. I'm just saying. I don't know how we get yelled at for that. We <laughs> did them a favor. <laughs> so anyways. So cool. Anyway, but I put this time when I found the dead cow, I went to Kevin's house and put a note on his door. Uh, did you did you pin it? Did you put it in the the blue fucking uh, the blue Dodge or did you slide it under the door? I, I slid it in his front door with my card. Like, you know, like between the no door and the door frame, I put the I put the note. No that's a, they just fucking take that and they throw it in the trash. Well, I, I'm telling you, I do my part. <laughs> so we got OSS going on. Mm -hmm. We got Surefire. SOCOMs, like on down the block. Um, anybody who's running a SR25, muzzle brakes for 110 instead of like one. 30 or 140, whatever the fuck they are, right? Mm -hmm. Every single piece of nylon gear, everything we have. So if you're, if you want more horse, if you want uh, tab gear, uh, what else we got? Armageddon gear, all that stuff, 10% off. Trigger tech. Everybody is looking for trigger tech. Apparently, like during October, trigger tech had a uh, 20% off like Halloween thing. Now they expect uh, trigger tech 20% off all the for, time <laughs> uh, for Black Friday 
and then I'm sure they'll do another one for Christmas or something like that. But Trigger Tech, because their shit is so hard to get right now, because they're in Canada, manufacturing, getting it sent to the U.S. is all fucked up. Um, do they? You, so, you guys got the two stagers? Yeah, we got some two stage. They, I tell but, you what, out of the box, it wasn't that great. But all you needed was a little t- dude, a little tiny tweaking on it. Tweak what? one turn, dude, and I I loved it. After that, the, uh, when we pulled once, dude, we had the trigger tech is my shit. Yeah, but we had to adjust it a little bit. I had to adjust it a little bit because we played with it. Um, we had the uh. Uh, Asian Dave. We had that one dude's fucking gun that was sitting in the back for like fucking, I don't know, like a year or some shit. And then he finally decided on a trigger check. And we were like, put two stage in. When, when we when they first came out, Asian Dave came to Alaska with Steve Ting, and they have that retail thing they do in Utah. And he brought like a whole bunch of the two stage trigger techs up, and we sat out there playing with them. Just dropping it. Yeah, no, they're great. They're great. But we tweaked it a little bit to feel the way, like, our AIs and nice-wise. But they were money. Don't get me wrong. There's, they're great triggers. But I just felt out of the box I had to put a little turn on it. And then? It was money. It was great. That's why I'm asking so, if you got one because I may need one. Well, here's the thing is they're hard to get. We have very few of them so it's 20 percent off of what we have in stock it's not 20 percent off of ordering one exactly so we got that and then we have some open box scopes and what i'm looking at right now looks like all loophole mark fives so if you got a pen and a piece of paper, not you, Frank, but everybody else, 176-594-171-772-171-773, and... One seven two seven five four and honestly I don't know if they're even open box, man. I think some of them might be fucking legit. Like brand new. Good to go. Capstone. We got six five one forty hybrids. So, ammo. The five. Yep. Well, <laughs> all no, you gotta no, do, no. all you gotta say is ammo. Nope. Bolts. Everybody's looking for 500 round count, and like every other fucking phone call I take is, well, can you make those 100 round boxes the same price as the 500 round count? Well. We get charged differently from 100 round count to 500 round count. So what we're doing here is if you buy 
five boxes of the 100 round count, it will be the same price as a 500 round count box. Because, again, we get charged differently. Everybody can, you know, get the 100 round count. If you get five boxes, you get 500 rounds. It'll be the same price as a 500 round count box. And then Lapua. Oh my God. Who is fucking shooting 220 Russian nowadays? Crazy people. Well, they're going to get a fucking good price on that. It's $99.99. So if you're shooting 220 Russian, I think there's actually some rounds out there you can neck down. Have somebody, can, make, have somebody make a wildcat out of it. It'll become the new six something. Blah, 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 blah. It'll be the new shit. Who knows? <laughs> Download Who knows? it, re- resize it, and then make it something different. And then um, we got the only thing that we can do in Accuracy International, because we are a distributor for them, we can't undercut our dealers. So the only thing that we can actually do is those Maverick 41 packs, the packs and the drag bags. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to mark those down. I believe they're 10, 10% below, uh, below cost. You're just, then, you guys and, just blowing them out then. Uh, yeah, we're trying to get people to buy them. And then really right stuff. Really right stuff. If you buy anything really right stuff that totals over a hundred dollars, we're going to give you free shipping on. The only reason, the only reason we carry really right stuff is one out of convenience to the end user. We don't make shit on really right stuff. And you had a good price that um that anvil I picked up was only thirteen hundred. Was it thirteen sixty or something is marked on the box? Um they weren't that they weren't fifteen hundred anymore. They were down from that. Was how the box well, was marked. I can't even remember, honestly. No, I think but it's you guys should it, look. I think it was what it comes down to is really right stuff holds a you know a professional margin on what they have. They don't give us much of a margin, which is why when somebody buys something online, they're like, "How come I don't get free shipping if I have really right stuff?" Because we don't have the fucking margin in it. They don't allow us to have that. What it comes down to is. We carry it out of convenience. That's pretty much it. We don't make shit on really right stuff. Well, a lot of stuff like that in our industries that way. There's not big, because guys make stuff or come up with things and then don't think about margins and dealers and discounts and that. And then the next thing you know, it's like they have no room to move. I've noticed that over the years in the gun industry a lot. I want to give somebody a discount on that shit, but I can't 
because I got to keep the lights on. With what they have going on, they don't give a fuck if we have a margin or not. We carry it out of convenience for the shooter is what it comes down to. When it comes down to really red stuff. So we're matching what they're doing on their website, which is if you buy something that's over $100, we'll give you free shit. Decent that's deal. The best you can do. Get your lease. And it's like free shipping, credit card charges. Like, like we have to factor all that shit in. So what we're doing, I feel personally, I feel like we're losing money on the deal. However, it's good for everybody else. Yeah, and it's going to touch four people's hands before it gets out the door. Right. You know? So that's kind of a preview of what we got going for Black Friday. Nice, nice. And you guys just chilling tomorrow, sweats and nothing? Dude, I'm going to wake up. Actually, before I go to bed, I got a fucking brisket that's probably the size of your torso. (laughs) You owe me lunch. I got a brisket that's the size of your torso that I'm going to throw on the fucking smoker and let it ride. I'm doing like a, uh, a coffee rub. And then I'm going to throw coffee and uh, beef injection, which sounds totally naughty, into the brisket. And we'll see how it goes. I don't know. There you are. I just got a smoked turkey leg. I'll do a little bit of cheesy mashed potatoes. Oh, that shit, dude. Come up here and get some of this brisket. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I'm going to do my turkey leg and then uh, we got some uh, citrus salad. Really? Yeah, citrus salad with pink grapefruit, tangerines, some ginger. Uh, I think it's got some kind of yogurty thing to it. And so we're doing a citrus salad to that'll be my, you know, get well. <clears throat> so I need vitamin C to get rid of my cold. Dude. A lot of people have that, like asked me, they're like, hey, what are you doing for turkey day? And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing a turkey. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, not since uh, the salmonella incident of 2014. I don't do fucking turkey. Who gave you salmonella? <laughs> the turkey. Sounds bad. I love turkey, man. I went down to the butcher down the road. They were they were so actually we have the butcher at the end of the street I talk about. Turkey. And um they sold out of turkeys, but they had like smoked parts. So I got a nice big turkey leg and it's all smoked and ready to go. And all I gotta do is throw it and heat it up a bit and then I'll make some stuff with it and be done. But I'm I'm just chilling, ain't doing shit tomorrow. Uh, trying yeah, to, like I said, trying to get better and everything, trying to feel better. So I might take off next week. I don't know. I'm I'm debating. Um whether or not I go, I got to see how I feel because I'm still in low energy. When I, you know, when we got that snow yesterday and I went out there and shoveled it, I almost fucking passed oh, out. Dude, I haven't even shoveled yet, dude. And I got a North facing house. 
I have to because I have that long 30-second side. I got to do that or the town will cry. No, I got to wake up at, uh, ah, shit, 06. I got a, we don't call it a clan meeting because that sounds kind of fucked up. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're, you're thinking more like C, not K. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your family clan, not my family clan for like video games. Oh, 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 that kind of group I got. Oh yeah. 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 You do, you do video games early in the morning with your guys. Yeah. Because nobody else is awake and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. So we got fall in at fucking zero six. And then I got to figure out how I'm going to do this fucking 20 pound goddamn brisket so i think i actually got to start that tonight after we get off the phone yeah we're about good man we're, we're got an hour we're over we're almost two hours this will be a good nice thanksgiving uh treat for them got two hours of mic man almost but I, yeah we're good and, man it you know they're gonna be like basting the turkey in the morning they're gonna be like god damn these motherfuckers just keep talking yes all um, the time i'm just gonna keep listening you know, maybe Alexa will fucking panic through her shit. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I saw a funny Alexa Siri meme the other day where it was like, Siri, why am I all my girlfriends crazy? And it's like, this is Alexa. Who's Siri? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, that was that was a good chat, man. I, I'm I'm glad we got to cre- catch up for everybody, and and hope you guys are oh, all good God. out there. And Thank we'll God. have to. Like I was so backed up, I just needed to the vent, get it out of my system. I hear you. I hear you. We're, we got the we got the venue, dude. We just and now you know you just call in and it's all good. See, before when you, you though you, your phone didn't work that great at your house, now your phone works better. Yeah, now it works good and everything is good and. Um, if anybody who's listening, you guys got fucking wood projects that you're working on, dude, seriously, send them to my email, Mike at milehighshooting.com. Send them to my email. I'm talking about doing blowtorch shit. I'm talking about doing like fucking joint angles and like, I'm thinking about getting a planer. If you guys got fucking plans of shit that you've worked on, like, I'm going to do some uh, some American flags. I'm thinking about doing a fucking sniper side flag. There you go. Like, with a blowtorch. <laughs> okay. Make it look real good. Make it look real good. Put some lacquer on that shit. Make it look real nice, Clark. You got to do one of those Japanese corner things, man, where they don't use any friggin' attachments where it all just fits like Fuck that. Fuck those guys. Nobody knows how that's done, dude. Because they're ninjas. They will not give you the secret. Because they're ninjas. Dude, for real. Like, how did you do that? And they're just like, uh, and, and like, then they just make those hand symbols. And then point at you with those fingers and those pointy finger things. They do that hand thing because, like, I was watching, like, Ninja Warrior the other day or some shit. One, the old one from the 80s. And, you know, that Michael Dudikoff guy. And you do the freaking. Oh, my God, Michael Dudikoff. Right. And you, do the, and you do the symbol thing. And then that last one, they do that triangle pointy thing. And then they point it at you and then you're fucked. So they, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. They do that do whole. That. They do that. You know, they do the fist to the palm. 
and then they do all their stuff, and then they because they're ninjas and they're tricky. All right, well, Fuzz American is coming. Ninja. Yeah, yeah, Fuzz That's is coming cool. to get me, man. He's t- he's saying it's time to be done. Fuzz just came up and he's like, "Hey, man, this is over. We gotta go." Did you tell everybody about your pig, Fuzz? Tell him about your pig. Did you it's your fucking pig? bedtime. It's bedtime. He is, Fuck he's you. Like, he's like, dude, let's watch TV. <laughs> there you tell him to watch oh, TV, man. There he goes. He's getting into it, man. Fuzz is into it. He's like, "Fuck, dude, I'm watching TV." <laughs> tell him, Fuzz. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, tell him James Bond's on. Oh, I can get him riled up. Oh, James Bond's Fun. on, huh, buddy? Fun. Yeah, Thunderball. That's oh, your favorite yeah. one, isn't it? What are you doing, bud? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm kind of bummed because if you go in the early James Bonds, there was this girl and her name. She's got a um. Oh, dude, well, no, no, hey, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait. You don't know who I'm moment. talking about. You don't. Let's know. take a moment. Yeah. Let's take a moment for James Bond. Yes. Well, a moment of silence for Sean. Yes, please. Okay, that's good enough. Cool. So there was a there was a girl he picked up. And then he picked her up again. I think she's in Thunderball, but I didn't watch the beginning. But I know she's in From Russia with Love. And she's got, um, like, she's got, like, a bad name. But she's super pretty and everything from back then. So, I, but, yeah, we missed the James Bond thing. But James Bond's on tonight because they're doing a Sean Connery deal. So, you got Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, and then they do Marnie, the Hitchcock, and then they're doing The Hill, the, um, the war flick where they got to run up and down the hill. Uh, so they're doing a bunch of uh, Sean Connery tonight. All right, man, we're out of here. We'll tell everybody you're signing off. We'll Wait talk minute. to you guys Are later. You gonna run this whole thing on Thanksgiving. What's that? You gonna run this whole episode on Thanksgiving? Yeah, tomorrow morning when I get up, I'll upload it. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, all right, dude. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, man. Cheers, man. M- outro music. Woo! 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 Woo!